Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me and are tuning in just for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, cook at restaurants, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. And anytime you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. I cook for people Shabbos, for Yontov, for Pesach, just 80-something days away from now. Don't want to put you all in a panic, but let's be real. Um, so tune in every week to our show, Table for Two, and hear us talk about food and meet our interesting guests and hear from other foodies. But we also want to hear about your experiences too. So share some stuff with me, and then I'll share it right back. Uh, if you want to reach me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Um, and uh, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that social media stuff is us. So uh, give me a call um, uh, and uh, we'll be in touch and hear about your experiences too. So if you eat it, share it. Okay, great show. We've got a giveaway. We'll talk about that later on the show. So stick around. We've got a cookbook author. We've got Beth Warren who's going to be doing the cookbook giveaway. I've got Simon Albacher from Ram Caterers. We're going to be talking to him about Pesach. And, of course, right on the line now, I've got Joel Haber. He's also known as Fun Joel Haber. Hello, Fun Joel. How's it going, Amy? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thank you for joining me, Erev Shabbos. I really appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Anything for Naomi Nachman. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Joel, it's really busy there for you in Israel right now. All the tourists are in. Absolutely. Uh, as uh, I'm a tour guide, and uh, this time of year, like starting from Hanukkah already through at least the end of January is really good time for us. Lots of tourists coming in and... A lot better than what we had this past summer, as I'm sure you can see. Yeah, yeah. My kids actually were in Israel and Michalala. They had a bit of a hard time, but they said it was one of the best summers they've they've had in their lives in spite of everything. Um, but so okay. ne- so now everyone's come in. You know, it's a little bit quiet in Israel right now, uh, politically, I guess. <laughs> it's probably never quiet in Israel yeah, thank, politically. Thank okay. Yeah, exactly. You never know what's going to happen, but uh, we take it, uh, you know, one day or one week at a time, and thank God everything's been good. Baruch Hashem. It should continue to stay safe and keep everyone safe and Hashem should just continue, you know, keeping our people safe there. Um, so people want to, (laughs) people want to come to Israel and a friend of mine reached out to me and said to me, I need to go on your, a foodie tour of Israel. And I put it up on Facebook and every single person said, fun Joel Haber. And I'm like, I know that name. And it all came together. So Joel and I knew each other a long, long time ago. We won't say how long. And and we have reconnected through the foodie world. I'm sending my friends on one of your tours, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Looking forward to having them. And um, yeah, um, yeah, I do. I do all sorts of uh, food tours. Not only food tours, of course, but being both a tour guide and a foodie means that uh, do food tours is uh, one of my favorite things. Okay, so let's a little bit of background about you. Everyone knows I always like to get the research at the beginning done, you know, find out because I'm so inquisitive. When did you make Aliyah? Mm-hmm. When or why? When, when. We all know why one makes Aliyah <laughs> in general, <laughs> overall. I made Aliyah in March of 2009, so coming up on 50 years in March. When, I'm sorry? What? March of 2009. Okay. So almost six years. Okay, very nice. Uh, and you were living in New York? 
Um, not most recently. So I grew up in New Jersey, okay. uh, in oh. Livingston, and okay. I lived in New York for many, many good years. But I also then moved to L.A. for five years, and I made Aliyah from Los Angeles. Oh, very nice. So, you know, L.A. is a big foodie place too. Um, so you've been, how long, when did you become a tour guide? So after I made Aliyah, um, I started the tour guide course. Because in order to become a licensed guide here, you need to take a two-year course. Two years. Wow. Two years, yeah, because you need to see the whole country, learn about every site, and then you have classes on everything you could possibly imagine, all of the history, religions, politics, geography, geology, botany, zoology, first aid, etc. Wow. So I started that uh, around December of '09, and I've had my license uh, since February 2012. Well, so you haven't even been doing that long. You have an incredible reputation. Yeah, well, you know, uh, thank God I uh, I work a lot and people uh, like what I do. And, uh, you know, look, I've been here only not even six years. I couldn't be doing it that long, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but I've been doing it for, uh, you know, coming up on three years officially. I oh. did it. Don't tell anybody, okay? But I did it unofficially while I was in the course as well. Oh, okay. That'll be our little secret on the Nachum Siegel Network listeners. Um, okay. So, exactly. And how, how does one find you? We're going to keep talking, but um, how does one find you? It's uh, The website is up on the screen, yeah. I believe, right, um, GK? It says fjisrael.com, so people can find you. fjisrael.com. Yeah, so that's like fj for fun, So www.fjisrael.com. They can... Email me at joel at sjisrael.com. I'm also on Facebook. If you search fun Joel's Israel, you'll find me. Easily findable. Excellent. Now, talk to and, me. And odds, are, and odds are if someone finds me, I probably have a friend or two in common with that. <laughs> uh, it's so true, right? So crazy. Such a small world. Talk to me about what's the most popular course, course or tour that you do in Israel. Um, so I end up, not by design, but just by the way things work out, I do a ton of tours in Jerusalem itself. Lovely. Um, of those, and I live in Jerusalem, which makes it very nice and convenient. Excellent. I know, Israel, I know Jerusalem very well because it's my home. Right. I do a ton in the old city of Jerusalem. Uh, the Shuk is also a very popular tour in Machani Huda, that I'm referring to as opposed to the Arab Shuk. Right, Machine I want to... is like my second home. Right, we want to, we'll come back and to Machani Huda in a minute. But yeah, what else? Yeah, and then, and then beyond that, I mean, uh, the next most common would be a day trip out of Jerusalem, like to the Dead Sea or to the area of Shela, which is like south of Beit Shemesh. Um, and then the rest of Israel beyond that. But those are the most common, I'd say. Okay, cool. Very nice. So let's, let's, if you're planning, you've got winter break coming up pretty soon, week away. If you want to plan a tour, if you have, you've got a day open, give Joel a call or send him an email because I think it's really important to plan your days wisely because your time in Israel is so precious and, and, you know, you want to do stuff. It's not like back in my day when I went with my parents, I think it was like you woke up in the morning and said, what should we do today? And then you'd come up with something to do, and by 11 o'clock you got moving. Now it's very popular yeah. to use a tour guide. I'm sorry, it's very what? Popular. Popular. Yeah, and and I must say, no, I understand. I speak have both English and the French. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I say that, uh, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I've been to Israel a million times. What, what do I need a tour guide for? And the truth is that, I've taken people on tours, forget tours to places they've never been. I've taken people to the old city, places that they've been a million times, and they still say to me, you know what? I learned new stuff today, and I saw new things today. 
So wow. wherever it is, and I don't just mean me. Obviously, I, I would love you to use me, but any any good professional sort right here and teach you new things and show you new things, then you know that you've never seen before, no matter how many times you've been here. Absolutely. That's, you know, I was in Israel a couple of years ago, about two years ago, visiting my daughter when she was in seminary at MMY and with your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the, uh, mm-hmm. at the time, uh, very involved at MMY, Rabbi Alan Haber, who was amazing. And he actually took us on a tour, uh, me and my family and another family. And we went on a tour of the Gush area, which was incredible. And we ended up on some random goat cheese farm and had the most amazing lunch in the, you know, they're Beautiful. overlooking wherever we were in the Gush area was incredible. But it's, I'm guessing it was at Stay Bar. Stay Bar. Oh my God. And I love cheese. So it was like, especially goat cheese. So it was like, but there was all different kinds of cheeses and salads and it was fabulous. Um, yeah, right, way, ZK, we love say, cheese. Just, He's just, laughing just, at me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. We're just saying how much we love saying, cheese. Since you, since you mentioned my brother, I should tell people, I'll give him a shout out as well. He is currently in the tour guide course. So in another year or two, you could also hire him as well. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> two brothers in the same business. That's so cute. <laughs> but he he yeah, was amazing. Well. And I look forward to taking a tour with you. Now I want to talk about this Shuk tour. I'm dying to take a Shuk tour. Yeah. What, what, what is a Shuk tour? I have taken one okay. before with so, a guy called Chef Polly. And it was great. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you I said. I took one with Chef Polly. Um, for those who are... Um, where I have Joel on the line, so sometimes the line is a little bit crackly, so we're just trying to work through that. Um, ZK is amazing. It's hard to hear a little bit. Um, no problem. It's probably on my end. Okay, yeah, probably on your end. <laughs> okay, so um, so uh, I took one with Chef Polly, but, you know, it, it was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, so it was really interesting. But mm-hmm. what's your tool like? What's involved? Okay, so for me, uh, as I said before, the Shook is like my second home. I'm there at least once, maybe multiple times a week, and I love the Shook. And I'm, again, when I'm saying the Shook, in this case, I'm referring to Machane Huda, the main outdoor market of Yerushalayim. Mm. And when I give a tour there, like, I've, I've gotten to know the Shook very, very well. Uh, for those who get a chance to go to my website and check out my blog, I've written, I think at this point, about seven-part blog posts on all you want to know about Makamiruta, which includes history and what's there. And most most uh, popularly, the one that, that, that a lot of people got to see was I did a, a map of the entire Shook, every single store in the Shook, so that people can find their way around. Because it's impossible. It's so it. hard to find your way around the Shook. Right, so literally every single basta, a basta is uh, the local word for a sand, every single basta in the shuk, I, I made a map of it, and I made it in such a way that I can easily keep it updated, because other people have done that, but they get out of date, so. Oh, interesting. Way. What's your favorite restaurant in so the shuk? I, my favorite restaurant in the shuk probably would have to be uh, what's called Manuba Shuk. Okay. It's in the covered shuk itself, it's Chaim it's Street, and it's a Lebanese place. Um, the owner is a Lebanese uh, Jewish man who basically cooks his mom's recipes. His wife, Sophie, uh, is from Paris, and she runs the place with him. They have delicious food and certain things that you can't get in other places. Like they have amazing lachma bajim, which is like a meat pizza. Oh, yeah. Um, which I love. Yeah. It's really, really good. They make a special kind of kuba. Um, like, basically, you know what Kuba is, correct? Correct. You want to explain to our listeners? Okay. You'll do it better justice than yeah, I will. The so Kuba basically is, or Kiba as some call it, it's basically meat on the inside surrounded by uh, bulgur wheat, 
Um, the most common kinds are either deep fried, which I happen to love, and mm. crispy. Who doesn't like deep fried food? Yeah, or in a soup, which is you know a different kind, it's a little bit mushier. But actually, when it comes from the area in Syria, they have 40 different kinds of kibbe or kubeh in Syria. And so another kind of kubeh that they have at Manu Bashuk is called kubeh sinia, which means sinia means like on a platter or a tray, and it's basically a big kubeh. It's a flat thing. It's really delicious. So they're, they're amongst my favorites. And so when I give a tour in the shuk, uh, basically I mix, I give some of the framing, I give some of the history of the shuk and uh, talk about how the shook came about and how it's developed over the, the year. And then we go around and we do tastings of many different foods from many different cuisines. Because to me, when we speak about Jerusalem cuisine or Israeli cuisine and people say, is there such a thing? To me, one of the, one of the cornerstones of it is the melting pot of our cuisine, the mixing of different cultures, foods, side by side. Uh, and when you're in the shook, you can literally taste food from at least 10 different places. Uh, 10 different cuisines. And so that's what we do in a, in a tasting tour in the shop. Wow. What do they call that in, in cooking when you blend um, fusion, right? Fusion cooking. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say most of the places are in fusion, although I will tell you one little one little tidbit that uh, I sure. think relates to fusion cooking. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Kugel Yoroshami, right? Yes, I do. Familiar. Okay, so for those who don't know Yerushalmi Kugel, uh, I'm sure not everybody does, <laughs> uh, Yerushalmi Kugel is a specific type of Kugel that is obviously from Yerushalayim, from Jerusalem originally. Um, it's a noodle-based Kugel, and the flavors in it, is they have some sugar in there, and they have some pepper in there, and it's a different type of a flavor than other Kugel. Correct. And I always say that I believe that the reason that that's the Kugel that came out of Yerushalayim is that... Kugel itself is one of the most Ashkenazi foods that I can possibly think of. But the flavorings that they put into that Kugel are Sephardi-type flavorings. And it was only here in Yerushalayim that those flavors blend, so that you would have an Ashkenazi and a Sephardi married to each other. And so they took a Kugel, an Ashkenazi noodle Kugel, and they stuck Sephardi taste into it. That's Yerushalayim. Aha. Ashkafad. Ashkenazi and Sephardi. Yum. I love it. I love when all things come together. Um, flavor-wise, mm. and I think that's that's uh, exactly what that is. Joel, this is great. Yeah. I want to come and take one of your tours. I'm like going to hopefully be in Israel in the next it. year. <laughs> My daughter's going to seminary hopefully uh, next year, so uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And people want to reach out to you. Um, just one question that everybody. My my favorite restaurant in uh, the Shook is Pasta Basta. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love fresh delicious. handmade pasta, and it's really like for an amazing pasta meal. It's for ta- whole family. I took my whole family there for a pasta meal and a beer, and it was like fifty bucks for six people. Like you yeah, cannot get that quality of food in New York for fifty dollars. It was it was amazing, and also I love that cheese store in in the Shook. Amazing. Which one? There's the, so many. I know. There you go. I've no idea. Whoever they took, wherever they. Took me to. I just went crazy over that cheese store. So you're gonna have to take me there. Fair too. enough. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so uh, much. My pleasure. I should just say one more thing. That sure. I love giving shuk tours. I, I give tours all over Israel, and including food tours. You don't have to only go to the shuk for culinary tours. There's True. good food stuff all over Israel. Oh, we're so gonna do that. I'd be happy to show you guys anything. We are we are coming and we are traveling Israel on a culinary tour with Fun Joel. Fun Joel Haber, thank you so much. All right.
Thank you. Yeah, Shabbat shalom. I know it's getting really close. Okay. Shabbat shalom, and um, we'll be in touch. Shabbat shalom. Okay, that was Joel Haber, uh, tour guide in Israel and a big foodie. Uh, so I'm glad I reconnected with him, and we got to share a little bit of wow, what is going on in Israel because I think the um, – you know, the advent of the whole f- food industry is just being raised. And we spoke about last week on CK, we had the CKCA hour. We spoke about how we're becoming such big foodies now. So it's nice to, you know, take a tour of Israel through food. So uh, speaking about foodies and tours and exciting food things going on, I have with me from the uh, unbelievable, illustrious Ram Caterers, uh, Simon Albacher from, you know, a, a executive director. <laughs> Uh, it's jack of all trades. Jack of all trades there. So um, I got uh, contacted by this amazing organization to come down. Uh, this is the first time I'm announcing it on the air uh, on Table for Two that I'm going to be joining their Pesach program. I wanted to have one of the guys down here. Um, I've, the logos are up all on my website now and on, on the uh, Table for Two website has now, I don't even know if you know this, we put the logo on our Nachum Siegel website. As well, so um, great, great to hear that. Yeah, so we're really like, you know, I'm just so happy to be part of your team. I'm going to be doing cooking classes, and I um, throughout Pesach, um, and I said to Simon, you got to come on the show, and we got to talk about Ram Caterers. Positively, that's why we're here. Okay, great. I'm very excited to be here. Obviously, thank you. Right here on the Lower East Side. <laughs> I'm making it to the big time. You're making it to the big time. This <laughs> is where it all started, the Lower East Side. Correct. Okay, so welcome. Okay, so talk to me about what's going on this year. I, I have so many segues that you that you you know got me into the conversation about about you uh, uh, handling all the Passover cooking this year. So I'm, I'm, I may take you up on that offer. <laughs> I'm going to be the chef there too. Uh, possibly. Yeah, uh, no, Not you've yet. got much more exciting things going on. What number one? Let's just give a quick shout out to Ari White. Positively, you- uh, very excited. Uh, Ari White is joining us. Uh, it's Wandering Q or Gotcholent.com. Uh, very Formerly ex- Hakkadosh Barbecue. Hakkadosh Barbecue. Very excited to have him on board this year. Uh, he's going to be running our, uh, we the, call it a cookout, our barbecue, our smokeout, the pitmaster. Uh, we have a lot of ideas that we're working on right now and uh, should be phenomenal. I'm so uh, glad that worked out. Great addition, positively. Uh, I'm really excited to have him there. As well as eating, even though I'm going to be doing classes, let's just, of course, being a food show, let's just talk about the food that's going to be there on Pesach because you have raised the bar. Way, way above everyone else. You, and I'm not just saying because I'm coming there. Everybody knows Ram Caterers, right? Like our guest Beth Warren was is here. She has a cookbook. I'm just going to hold up her cookbook, but she's going to be up next. And um, she was like, Ram Caterers, like everybody knows Ram. Yeah, I think I think that we're uh, guilty of of, of uh, constantly going out and trying to raise the bar year after year. Uh, part of the uh, the uh, the added touch this year, actually, we're joining forces this year with VIP. Uh, Passover, which is also Danziger Kosher Caterers, and we're mm-hmm. going to do a combined, a, a conjunctional Passover tour together. So it's uh, Ram Caterers this year with Danziger Kosher Caterers of Stu Morgenstern fame, and we're doing it together. So we're, we've got ideas running galore. How do I start? Uh, okay, start with food at the top. Charcuterie. We spoke about that last week. Yes. Who does kosher charcuterie for Pesach? Only you guys. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is is that charcuterie is making a comeback right now, I think. It's in, unreal. In the industry. And the funny thing is that you mentioned Abel's and Hyman is one of your sponsors. Yes. I, I actually worked there uh, in my teens for a year 
way back on Third Avenue in the Bronx. Oh uh, my gosh! Before Seth moved it out to uh, before Seth took over the operation. Yeah, uh, that, that in was, New Jersey. That was back with with uh, with Lee Hyman days. But yes, charcuterie is making a major comeback. Matter of fact, Ari it's also dried meats. It's dried meats. It's dried Pure meats. dried meats. Dried meats, smoked meats. It's mm. a it's a variety of all types of uh, d- uh, typically German delicacies that are that we're going to bring back as well for Passover. Ari is also going to help us as well putting together a a full line of items that uh, I think people will be able to enjoy and try for the first time, most likely on a Passover program. Yeah, nobody's eaten this stuff. Um, I don't think so, but, yeah. uh, but we'll certainly find out. I though. mean, you have an ice pop bar, a cappuccino bar, a sushi bar. Yeah, you know, I, I, I often term Passover, it's like a cruise that never leaves port. And, oh. and, and Passover is like a marathon, I guess, both for the guests and also for the operators ourselves. And the idea is not to blow your load all on the same day and that people are constantly walking into the program guessing and wondering what's coming up next. So I don't want to divulge all the details. Obviously, I think we've given given the A little hint. Exactly. Some bullet points that are out there. We're doing a pop bar, uh, which is basically all types of sorbets and ice creams on sticks instead of doing the conventional gallon drums of ice creams and, and the ices that are made throughout the industry. We're trying to uh, go out and make more customized things like that. We're making our own gelato. We're doing cappuccino throughout the entire day. Uh, we're featuring a sushi bar, I think, from noon till about 8 p.m. at night. Um, food basically is being served with us from 6 a.m. in the morning until about 1 a.m., uh, I guess, the next morning. This is Correct. So, dro- his jaw is dropping. If you, I wish I could have taken a picture of your face. It's, de- it's definitely a marathon, like I'm I mentioned. starving. It's positively a marathon. I think people have to pace themselves, and I think the, 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 the average Passover guest goes into Passover running very quickly. And they're all excited and they're nervous and uh, all the hoopla that comes aboard. And I think people realize that with going to a program that we're actually part of, the food doesn't run out. And I think years ago there was this uh, this uh, notion that take all the food today and bring it up to your room and savor it for tomorrow <laughs> because tomorrow you know may not be here on the food side. And I think people realize with us we give with a full hand. Um, everything is properly done. It's customized. We have food for you know for the one year old child if you would, and we have food for, for the family members that are in their 80s and 90s as well that take down families for the programs. We're we're very conscious about all of the allergies that are out there today. I know it's unbelievable it's, how many people have food allergies positively uh you know nut allergies obviously gluten issues obviously are always an issue on passover we try to offer although we laugh about it behind the scenes to a degree uh a spa menu yes i I saw that a spa menu i think that's so great like uh, the healthy option i have one daughter who's like extremely healthy i told her not for this person (laughs) right so so it's always available for guests that want something a little bit lighter fanfare like what's on the spa menu a a spa menu is basically what does that mean so let's talk about lunch for for an example you'd have uh like a regular uh poached fish or a grilled fish that we're going to make to order uh, on a station. Very little seasoning and toppings that are available are like things of uh, uh, lemons, limes, and your regular uh, salt and pepper, you know, spices. Uh, spices. Your salads will be uh, all salads that won't contain dressing. If there be dressings available, there'll be things like a olive oil and vinegar or a, uh, a lemon juice type of base dressing nice. or something like that. Not a heavy sugary. Exactly right. It, it could be a baked potato. It could be cauliflower and broccoli. Maybe I'm segueing into the, into the next, <laughs> next the session I here know. as well. Right. And again, I find that most guests, you know, even when they're, when they're looking for the spa menu on a Passover program, they're going to partake in other things as well. But because there is so much food available to people in all of the areas of the property that we're dealing with from, you know, coffee stations available by the villas that they're staying in, uh, there's a, a full breakfast menu that's available from 6 a.m. in the morning for those that want to get up early. 
daven early, play golf in the morning if you would. I think people, you know, have the uh, have the option and the variety available to you from morning till night. And the spa menu gives those that are complaining about overeating <laughs> that at least we offer them an option. Well, the belt's getting a little too tight it's, by it's, day one of Chalamoy. The wife puts them on the spa menu for two days so they can at least maybe eat. <laughs> positively. Um, okay, let's talk about the grounds. What? Well, Trump, uh, Trump took over this property, I believe, two years ago. They pumped in, uh, $250 million into the property as of today. Uh, everything from the property, uh, is almost, uh, brand new and redone. Um, from the rooms to the, uh, to the, uh, eating locations, um, the grounds are phenomenal. There are five golf courses actually on property. I believe three or four are going to be functional for Passover. Uh, beautiful pool areas, uh, barbecue, smoke-out areas, if you would. Uh, the views are great. It's really a beautiful property. It's uh, it's self-contained. It's large enough to handle a nice-sized crowd and not that large where you're going to lose people along the way and, and being in different cities at the same time. Right, right. Um, I know uh, I spoke to Jeremy um, Goldfeder. We were talking and sure. we were talking about uh, people are down there for winter break. You can take go walk around the grounds. Go take a Pos- peek. Positively. As a matter of fact, go our partner. Positively. In fact, our partner, Stu Morgenstern, is actually op- right now operating out of Florida. Anyone that has a a desire to go down and see the property and go through a personalized tour for the program, give us a phone call. Uh, I'll plug my number, I guess, while I can. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, 516-997-4000 is our main number. Our Passover line is 516. I think it's... Uh, uh quickly look it up. Quickly, I think it's 313-4000. I think I just made a mistake, so I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But they can certainly give a phone call to us, and we're happy to uh, show them and give them a, uh, a guided tour of the property and show them the rooms, the renovations, and uh, trying to give them a glimpse into the uh, into the window of Passover. We have a little bit of a special for our listeners, right? We were talking about... Uh... Yes, well, we offered actually a special that was a Hanukkah special. It was uh, a really free airfare from New York for a 10-night minimum stay with us at the program. Uh, we've extended that uh, right now um, up until actually, I believe, today. Uh, if any of the listeners of this program would call up, uh, post that, and mention this program... We'll extend that uh, that courtesy to them as well. Okay, so table for two listeners. You want to join me for Pesach, cooking away, cooking classes up to Wazoo, all this amazing food. And let's talk about the activities of um, and the spiritual guidance so, that's going to be there. And the Certainly. Uh, by the way, obviously I did make a mistake on the phone number. Okay. Shockingly. <laughs> no. It's 516-331. I'm sorry, 331-4000. Three three one four thousand. Everybody catch that number. Okay, okay, great. Yes, on the spiritual side, we have a tremendous lineup that we're that we're uh, coming down with. We have um, Rabbi Ari Lamb, who's the grandson of the uh, famed Norman Lamb. Okay. Um, we have Dr. Erica Brown, who is an author and educator in Scotland residence at the Jewish Federation of Greater Washington. Uh, Steve Stavitsky, formerly of the Orthodox Unions, coming to join us for the program. Um, We've got a tremendous lineup of uh, entertainment. entertainment shows. Uh, we're actually doing a couple of things that we're working on right now that are going to be very innovative and different, never been done before on Passover. Um, I don't want to even give away a, a glimpse of it even today. T- he's not even telling me, but I know from my end we're going to do a chopped episode. We're definitely doing a chopped episode. I so guess we haven't if you think out. you can cook, you come to this Pesach program. We'll put you up on the stage. Positively. And- <laughs> we're, not, we're not certain if it's going to be a barbecue session or it's going to be a, a regular, maybe Passover-esque type of chop session, but yeah. we're definitely working on something like that as well. Um, I could tell you that um, 
We have activities for the for for uh, kids, youths, and infants that basically start at three months old uh, with babysitting services for the entire day. There's a kid zone that we're doing from ages three to twelve. We have a teen zone that's being run uh, throughout the day in the evenings as well. Um, as far as sporting activities over there, from um, uh, basketball clinics that were coming down with professional. Can my husband come to the basketball clinic? Positively. Uh, he can hang out with the teens. He love. When I told him that, he's like, I so want to go to that. Positively. Uh, he can join. He can bring a whistle. He can bring a basketball. <laughs> we're happy to certainly, you know, have him join our. Uh, Whip him into shape during Pesach. Positively. Something else also that we just actually came upon recently were uh, we've had a lot of requests for guests wanting to go to the beach during Cholamoid. So actually we're offering uh, shuttles back and forth to the Shelbourne Hotel uh, in South Beach. And actually when guests get there, there'll be a full barbecue food service also for them as well, waiting for them. I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, again, uh, uh, Naomi, I don't want guests to go off a bit, be a couple hours without something to eat and to snack you on. You can't so. have that. You know, I grew up in the Pesach industry because my dad ran the Sydney Pesach Hotel. There was only one um, for 28 years. So... Um, and I, and I, when I first met you, I said, my dad ran a Pesach program that had a tea room when a tea room was just a tea room. Yes. There was tea and coffee and cake all the time, but there was tea, coffee and cake. And now a tea room is on another level. Yeah. I, I guess if I served tea and cake at my tea room, you'd probably find me hanging from a tree yeah. somewhere on the property. You'll all be shot. Yes. Uh, positively. <laughs> but my dad said, you know, after eight days of eating on the last meal, they bring all the food out and they, you know, and then people would go at it like they'd never eaten before. <laughs> I'm like, you just ate for eight days. You know, we love our food. We love to eat. I think sometimes, you know, the, 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 the people want to see something. It's not so much about the consumption. It's about the, the mindset. We eat with our eyes. Exactly right. And I think, I think if you keep your food, you know, changing and fresh and innovative, then people don't have to put it on their plate to see that the food is, is, is out there and nicely presented. And I think that's part of the... You know, part of the allure of going to a, a qualified Passover program is it's not the same thing every single day. You're not bored by what we're doing. Uh, some foods obviously are staples. People want to have some foods every day at the same time. Mm-hmm. Usually breakfast, the cold foods tend to be the same most of the days. So guests know where to find the jams, the butters, the cream cheeses. They're not always searching out to, you know, to right, find the, right, the, the, right. the, the, the the chametz, if you would, with the with the spoon and the feather like that, with the candle. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I think that you know people want to be you know wowed. And, I, and, I, and I, unfortunately for us, or fortunately for us, I think we've we've set our bar very high that people come to expect something different from us, and we have to deliver. Yeah, you know, and and you do, and your creative minds. I don't know where you guys dream this stuff up, but it's really unbelievable. And I've been a big fan of Ram since I met Jeremy ten or so years ago, and then following along all the. Stuff that you've been doing, so I'm very excited to be part of this now. As so. are we, sure. Um, and you can, you know, please join their Facebook and their Instagram. I don't know if you're on Twitter, but you're for sure on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Ram VIP Passover, um, and you can through my uh, AussieGourmet.com. You can click on the links and find them also. Um, very important question: When people come down, how? When do you start? Pa- when can people start flying down? Well, Passover uh, this year uh, comes out is Erev Shabbos. Yeah. Uh, the program is officially starting Thursday afternoon. Very nice. Is the arrival. Can I just say that's such a nice thing because the prices on are a bit expensive, like to land on Friday morning. So it's good you're giving them that opportunity to yeah, I think, save a little I, bit. I think also guess sometimes they, they, they want that day to come in and get the lay of the land. I think there's a psychological. Right. Uh, see where I'm going to eat first. Exactly. Like, eat first and, and get the best room and the freshest pillowcase and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's certainly – it's a it's a Jewish mentality, but we're well aware and of that. And check out is when? 
Checkout actually is going to be either Motzei Shabbos or Sunday. Sunday. Uh, if guests if guests want to stay for another week, please let us know. I'm certain we can accommodate you as <laughs> They'll well. They'll make your little doggy bags of Pesach food. <laughs> yes. But the uh, but the yacht does sail out of out of port though on Sunday officially. <laughs> That's very cute. Um, I was going to ask you something. Oh my gosh, I lost that whole train of thought. Okay, doesn't matter. Mind you, also for a shout out, we're also doing this year again. We're pleased to be doing again the Lasco family program at the Fountain Blue as well. We've been there for oh. many many years. It's actually a fabulous program, and we're right. always proud to be there. And it's also a phenomenal food program, quality-wise, detail-wise. Uh, it's also going to be a phenomenal special. And that's right on Collins Avenue, yes. right down there. It's still back in the days of Sammy Davis Jr. I love Frank it. Sinatra, I love it. still there. I love it. I love Collins. The 41st Street area is fabulous. And, and the Doral is in Miami. I don't even it's know. It's Miami. It's like 15 minutes west of the airport. So you're about a 40, 30-minute drive or so from Miami Beach. And you don't even need to rent a car because, you know, everything's there on site. And oh. you're busing people everywhere. And I'd imagine after all the matzah and all the all the pizzas that we're serving, people want to walk off their, you know, Matzah and pizza. You never thought that they would be <laughs> go together unless you're making matzah pizza. But this is really wood burning oven. Yeah, pizzas. we we actually we're 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 right now in the process of of procuring a wood burning pizza oven. There'll be pizza actually available from lunch till about I think six thirty at night all day long with really cool exotic pizzas. It's not it's not the old you know our old uh, recipe from years ago when we were kids where it's matzah with tomato sauce and cheese on top. It's a real um, dough-based item. Go look at the website. The picture's yeah, up on the uh, website. It's, it's not detailed. normal. Yeah, it's not normal. It's amazing. Way. It's really fantastic. Um, I think people should take uh, ch- opportunity now to um, use the offer that they've got for our table for two listeners of the, of the tickets, and they'll be happy to help you out with that as soon as possible. Um, it's a fabulous program. It's a step above. And I just – why you connects is going to be there? Yes, I'm sorry. That we, thank you, Martin. We, we, need to, we need to just give that – you know? Yes, definitely a big shout out. I, I think we, we felt that there's a, there's a lag today in, in the modern Jewish communities. There are a lot of unfortunately single, um, um, girls and guys, if you would, uh, in their late teens to mid thirties, if you would. So we're trying to put together a program this year that we've got someone who is directly involved in that. Uh, it's uh, Mindy Eisman from Why You Connects. I have my own, uh, my own little, uh, way of, of, uh, of shouting it out. It's, uh, Huska Hert, meet your Bashert. At the Doral this year, uh, <laughs> kind of a little uh, family thing that we have going on. That's very I, I, funny. I think it actually be a really, really uh, nice idea to to hopefully get some shidduchim out of it, if at all possible, for the modern modern community. And we're going to be doing actually a Sunday night, which is a chal- um, right after Yontif yes, is over. Cholamoid. Right. Actually, people that are actually not part of the program are also willing, are going to be able to come down to the facility as well if they're single and they meet their kind of criteria through Mindy to come down for that night. And right now we're planning to do a mixer of some sort uh, to try to get a nice crowd of people to oh, uh, so nice. meet that's and greet at the uh, at the program as well. Can I just say that's a really nice community. Yeah. I don't want to call it community service because it sounds a bit nebby, but it's a really nice thing and open-minded to do that because it really is you know, a bit of an issue. Well, so. again, I, 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 obviously we have, we have vested interest. We, we are caterers, so if someone does get engaged, hopefully they'll... You'll make, use them for the make, wedding. <laughs> make the right phone That's call. That's really but, fun. No, it's like if yes. a dentist giving out candy, they'll know they'll for sure get business. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I love how they think. Simon, thank you so much Our for pleasure. joining Thanks me. Thanks for having us on, and really a pleasure to be here, and, yeah. and a pleasure to be... Uh, Having you guys on with us as well. Thank you. Thank you. We're really looking forward okay. to working Great. together. Um, I'm just going to get you guys to switch seats. You are welcome sure. to stay for the second sure. half of the show. Or you can, you know, I know it's Erev Shabbos and you've got to cook probably any right. simchas this weekend, I'm sure. I'm sure there's at least one or two. Uh, no, right. So you're welcome to just hang out or 
we'll uh, be in touch. Thank you again. Okay, looking forward. Okay, thank Thanks you. So Have a good Shabbos. Thanks. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman, and we are also heard on our Rut Sheva English Radio. Whoops. Okay, that's not a problem. I'm just going to do uh, a little bit of a uh, background. Um, Beth is switching seats with Simon, doing a little switcheroony round here on Table for Two. Um, really fun times. I'm really excited to be part of the, the, the uh, program because everybody knows I love to travel and I love to eat. So what better place to be for Pesach? Thank you. <laughs> is that uh, to be on, uh, to be going with Ram. So I'm really excited and I was tickle pink when they asked me. So now it's the official launch, even though I've posted here and there, but follow me on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook to see more pictures and more exciting news from Ram and as well as their Facebook page and Instagram as well. Uh, I got contacted by my friend Trina Kay about, I don't know, a month or so ago and she says, have I got a guess for you? She's a uh, publicist. And she's hooked me up with uh, Leah Shapira before and uh, Paula Shoya. She says, Naomi, I've got someone who's fantastic who's got an incredible cookbook. I'm going to send you a book out. And I'm also going to send you a uh, digital book for you to look over in case it doesn't come on time because, you know, the busy season, uh, the post office is a little bit slow. So um, we uh, connected up and, and uh, Trina put us together. And I'm really happy to have Beth Warren here in the studio. I'm just going to hold up her book. And I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, our show is also uh, broadcast um, on the airwaves at Nachum Siegel Network on our nachumsegel.com, but also on a YouTube channel called Nachum Siegel Network. And just you can watch us as well. So those who are watching, I am just holding up the book. Um, I'm going to eat this book because I love these pictures. And I know I always say that, but I really feel like um, living a real life with real food. How to get healthy, lose weight, and stay energized the kosher way. And I think this is finally a book. I don't like to say diet books because we, I don't like the word diet. It, it kind of like gives you a short-term focus on losing weight and then you gain it all back. I like to think about changing a lifestyle. And I think this book is all about that. It's it's a philosophy and it's also recipes. So I'm really happy to have you. Did I get all that right? Yeah, I had to really do hit the nail on the head. It's <laughs> so easy. All right. And I really I I, I got this because I, I mean I, I got the hard copy now, but um I had to do this on the computer scrolling down page mm-hmm. by page and I you know I'm a big I like to literally like turn the turn page. a page. Absolutely. Like I love to read a cookbook on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. During the week I can read a little bit of a recipe or two off the internet, but it's hard to read a book. I don't know how people do the Kindle things. So. I know, me either. I, I like sell something to printing something out and having the pages right. in your the hand. The book industry will never die for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a beautiful, beautiful book. I have a copy now in my hand. This yep. one is for me. I can yes, get this one. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. And we have a giveaway for yes. one of our listeners. Uh-huh. Trina's going to organize with a publisher. If you want to get a hold of Beth's book, just email me at Naomi at com and write Beth Warren's book in the memo and give me your name and your address and then um, we will send that out to you. If you are the lucky winner, we'll have a drawing in about a month. So, Oh, fantastic. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I know Friday's a hard day for you to come in and it's, you know. That's okay. I'm not so far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Brooklyn is not too far. Nope. I know, I know. But, you know, it's always it's always near of Shabbos. So, yes. so uh, okay, great. So let, let's talk about what's your background. That's my favorite question, right? ZK, I always say, what's your background? In life, I mean, it's, well, I actually start off in the book explaining a little bit about my life because I guess as it relates to food, one thing was that, I, like you, I've always loved food. People think as a registered dietitian, which is what I am. Okay, so you're a registered dietitian. Yes, I'm actually in private practice in Brooklyn. 
And we're just opening our second location in New York. Who's we? My office and I. I have other dietitians that work for me. Okay. And we work with pediatric and adults. And um, my background includes my um, heritage of Sephardic and Ashkenazic ancestry. So So you're a blend. Yes. We're talking about that with Funchal, like the blends. The blend. You're you're a shalmi cooker. Yes. So I knew exactly all the foods you were talking about. Right. Um, Also, my husband's mother is Moroccan. So we have a couple (gasps) of different... Moroccan food. Oh, yes. Love it. Yes. So my I, I call my culinary background pretty eclectic. And I just, in my private practice, I deal mostly with the Jewish community. And it's always difficult to try to figure out a way to enjoy your foods, your cultural foods, in a healthier way. And I always, because I love food, everyone thinks as a dietitian you don't love food. All of a sudden you want to take away foods. But the reality is is that we just have to find a healthier way to enjoy them. So the meal plans and recipes in the back of my book actually show you how you could incorporate, let's say, matzo ball chicken soup into a normal meal plan or more of my um, Sephardic um, Spanish jibin, we call it with spinach and cheese, um, how to put that into a complete meal. And I also just amended them a little bit to show that we could make healthier twists. I know I don't want you to cringe, but there is such a thing as whole wheat matzo meal. You know, we could use that. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, you know, before we were talking about all the amazing yeah. food you can eat on pace and all that, but right. And people see on Facebook, I'm like eating like beer battered fish and stuff, but I'm really, really health conscious. Like right. you can have a little bit of everything, but that's not part of your food philosophy. That's right. a little bit of. Oh, absolutely. Cheating. In, in but moderation. That, that's, 100%. Right. Moderation. But a 10 day trip, like the rim, amazing thing is, is more than one day. That was like, we just came out of Hanukkah. And, and of course, having one sufkaniya is a nice treat. Having one every eight days come becomes a little bit more of an issue for right. your health. So it's all a matter of balancing you know, healthier foods and taking advantage of the times when you could make them a little bit better for you so you could enjoy them more often. So right. my um, background I use to kind of allow people to relate to me. This is where I came from. I've never been healthy. I've never been focused on that. Um, I've always in love, loved and enjoyed cookies and, and candy like everyone, and I still do it from time to time. But I wanted to be able to pe- – I wanted to be able to – make people see that they could make eating healthy fit into their real life. So that's why my title is called Living a Real Life with Real Food because we have – I love we, that. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, I love this girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we all have to live and it all has to be real. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yes. Like, you know, I was making I, – I made I made in the summertime a, a – okay, you're going to kill me – a deep fried Aria, right? right? And I brought one to my neighbor and she's like, no, I can't eat that. I'm like, I don't want to ever be in a world where I can't. Right. Have once in a while a deep fried Oreo right. or a so donut. I would tell people, how often does that happen to you? That right. someone's knocking on your door with a fried Oreo. You know what? I would probably either, I always try to teach people save it for later, quote unquote, that you could save it for a time a little bit later to really think about it, focus and enjoy it, a little bit more mindful about it. Or if you did eat it on the spot, okay, so you work out a little bit more the next day. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. I really feel like going to spin like I know I make fun I say I go to spin twice a month but it's really once a week mm-hmm. um but I, I I or you could have a half a piece you right. can have a taste absolutely I go to smorgasbord and I'll literally have one bite because if you don't allow yourself and that's proven in studies that occasional treat nothing will handle nothing will last in the long term and what you care about is how you look in a year from now I know everyone is so focused on the now you know I want to lose the pound now I want to lose now 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 but what 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 that what is that going to help if in six months you're back to where you are. All that effort you were restricting yourself now, 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 in six months from now, 
I Why? see that. I see it's so hard to lose the weight. Right. And it's so easy to put it back on. I know because what happened in those situations is that you didn't learn how to eat. So that's why I actually refer to my book more as a nutrition book with meal plans and recipes. Right. It's not a cookbook. It's not right. a cookbook per se. Because but it has recipes. The whole beginning, before you even get to actually eating the food or figuring out the meal plans, is about explaining to you what eating is all about. What happens once we eat something? What are the guidelines I should focus on in order to eat a healthy diet? And... What it goes through, because it's catered towards more of a kosher diet, there's little anecdotes. You know, man cannot live on bread alone. So that was my (laughs) opening to talking about carbohydrates. You know, there's little uh, uh, biblical anecdotes just to make it fun and relatable to our community. But um, it explains every food group and it goes through all the fad diets and what we should take from all the messages and how we can make it real for us in our real life. Meaning we get crazy with everything we hear. And this is also coming to a new year season and everything like that. And we all want to just grab onto like the most recent fad, paleo diet, gluten free, this and that. Right. Are you hearing that over and over again? Yeah. Paleo, gluten free. Right. So you could drive a little crazy. I, I don't like titles for anyone. Why do you have to pick one? Just basically what you're looking to do is take something from each of them that's scientifically proven to work to help in the long run and put them together and be able to just live a normal real life. So I go through each of the food groups and I explain this is what these people say. That's what those people say. What do we, how can we relate? this to our lives and how can we relate this to our kosher diet because that's also difficult all my meal plans are you know you're not going to find meat after dairy with they're not going to have a dairy snack after you had a chicken for lunch right right so i found that struggle when i was reading books about health and they were trying to give me ideas on recipes and meal plans and they would have dairy and meat together and right right all right i guess if i substitute this and take out that i could make some sort of concoction here, right. but it never tasted exactly how they how they envisioned it. Right. So I just rather have come up with my own book and say, this is how it is. It's, it's so intelligently written. Thank you. The, it's over 300 pages, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the pictures in a minute. Uh, 316 pages, and the first 200 about. are about eating right. um, rather than the recipes. And the last 100 pages are the other recipes and tons of stunning, stunning pictures. Where's that popcorn gone? I just had to hear oh, it. Oh, yes. right, look. Here, here's a salmon burger. I'm just going to hold that up to the screen for those who are watching on our YouTube channel, on the Nachum Siegel Network channel on YouTube. Gorgeous picture. It's fantastic. Oh, who did the, these pictures? That was the funnest part. Um, Mayor Pliskin. Okay. Um, and oh, <laughs> that name came up. He's yes. related to Lavana. Yes, and he did her pictures, and that I saw her pictures and liked her pictures. Then contact. Oh, that's so funny! I was looking for a photographer this week, uh, last week, and um, Lavana said, "Call my brother-in-law." It wasn't for food; it was just for a friend. Yeah, I think he says, it, "Yeah, the son." It was of, just for a friend of mine. I was looking to do a oh, seminar. Oh yeah, and Hannah Kaminsky was the food stylist. Beautiful, beautiful. And that, job. Was, that was so fun. That was the funnest part about the whole. Oh, book. you have Chamin instead of Cholent. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's more of the, my Moroccan roots. That, that was once I got married to, um, I married into the Moroccan family and I learned about this whole Khamin world and it's fantastic. And they also had the Moroccan fish I have in there. Oh, I like, um, I like that. Yes. And then I have like, like I said, classic matzo ball soup and a lot of vegetable dishes. I find that it's all, all the recipes are divided by food groups because that's how I fit them into a cohesive meal plan. So people could understand, well, how do I eat that and be healthy? You know, I just randomly grab some bazagans also in there. Bazagan. Yeah. How, how, how do, do I, I, how do I pronounce it? Bazagan. Bazagan. Yes. 
Okay. Um, but then it's like, but then how do I, that's actually a whole grain. So that's going to be in the grains. And then you say, okay, that's my grain. What's my protein? What's my vegetables? And you, and you make a meal plan out of it. So my vegetables and all my recipes, because this is catered towards someone's real life is, are, they're very quick and easy. I'm not a complicated person. I don't have the time. It doesn't mean you can't be healthy. It doesn't mean you can't make these dishes. Very few of them take time to actually prepare and make. I don't like to add spices just for the sake of making complicated. Right. Oh, you say the same thing? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Spices have excellent health properties. Right. I mean, the more the better. But just to be in a recipe and then make you overwhelmed by the amount of ingredients that are right. on Sometimes the page. Right. Sometimes when you turn to a page, look, I'm using the hamin again because that's going to be our what's for dinner segment <laughs> um, for uh, from, from Gomic Latin a couple of minutes. But, you know, like I look at it and hamin always looked a little bit scary for me because, you know, and it's just so easy. It's Right. I, I always thought it was a little... Very different than cholent, but it's really not so different Same from cholent. Same concept. Same concept. Low and slow. Yes, and, and it's funny time. because to actually write down that recipe, it wasn't so easy because my husband's grandma, they call Tati, I kept asking her, I want your recipe. She, Of course she makes it the best. <laughs> of course. She said, you have to watch me. You have to watch me. You have to watch me. Like there's no recipe for it. So I also like people to take comfort in knowing, I know we always want the security of a recipe and the security of the measurements, but we should all experiment in the kitchen. I call it finding your inner chef. Yes. Just, you know, I say recipes are suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, she says one teaspoon allspice. If you like more allspice, throw in two teaspoons. Absolutely. And I refer to that a lot when I use lemon juice, for example. I So really my Sephardic Syrian heritage. Is, Lemony? Yes. I love lemon. All lemon. I put too much lemon in everything. There's actually but a, I love it. I love it. There's actually a yebre recipe in there. Yebre? Yeah. Well, what's that? So it's really pronounced yebre. Yebre. Um, yebre. It's. It's normally made with a meat inside, ground meat, and it's a grape leaf wrapped around it oh, in grape a sauce. Leaf. Okay. Yes. So it's a grape leaf. Um, I gave a para version mm-hmm. because I also don't want people, let's say, to feel like they always have to have red meat. We can make this into a para one where there was quinoa in it. Oh, as, nice. Yes, which quinoa is a high-protein grain. It's an excellent choice. Yeah, people love quinoa. I love quinoa. Yes. I don't love rice, but I love quinoa. Right. And that, because it's a para version, even more so, it's usually lemon-based, lemon, lemon based, like very lemony. And and cumin, cumin, we also use a lot. How, how do you say Cumin. Cumin. I say cumin. 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 Well, I say oregano and you Americans say oregano. Oh, so. oregano. Right. Well, so I, I just always write, it's to your taste because... I know a lot of people not being raised with cumin and lemon juice won't would kind of feel Wince. a little bit. Yeah. I, I started putting cumin and curry. So I always ask my, and I did this last week when I had the CK, CA team here. Mm-hmm. I said, what's your favorite spice? And I give it, I made everyone go around the tape. We had like four or five people here, so I made everyone go around. So mm-hmm. my favorite spice is cumin. Oh, yeah. I try to put it in everything, and it's new for me. Right. Like I've only been using the last few years, and the spice before that was a curry. I love curry powder. That's great. It's also incredibly anti-inflammatory. Yeah, can so. we talk about that? What yes. does that mean? Anti-inflammatory. Well, I know that reduces. It, I know it reduces swelling. I right. have a headache. Well, taking it. Um, yeah, I'm happy you asked because a lot of people throw that term around. They don't understand what it means. Okay, so talk um, to just us. living a normal life. You know, let's say in the city life with pollution or with certain foods that are more processed. That's why my fox, my book really focuses on eating less processed, whole foods more. And I love try, it. I try to show people look how fast it takes. It's not overwhelming. Right. So that's the whole idea of that. But um, let's say, you know, processed foods and there's like the chemicals in them, like MSG and things and other just diseases 
bruises or you getting sick, it causes inflammation in the body. Inflammation is normal if, let's say, you get a cut or a bruise. and you're, Like my paper cut. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you get all these little army guys, these white blood cells coming up and making you feel better. And then once it's healed, it goes back down. That's normal. Chronic inflammation is when those guys don't go away. Something's bothering you on the inside and it, your white blood cells are just going crazy and they don't want to go back down. They don't want to calm down. That's inflammation, okay? Some people for food allergies, let's say, they're for some reason reacting to peanuts, and then they're always on high alert. And whenever they're having peanuts, they're going crazy, right? So we want that to go back down. And our diet could help a lot with causing that to go back down. Now, spices have that property that they can make that inflammation in your body relax. Like what kind of spices? Basically anything that's not salt. They all have really? something. They all have something I, I, in them. I love salt. Yes. Also, the alien family, like the garlic and the shallots and the onions, excellent. They're and en- en- alien. Spell it. So for our listeners, alien. A A L L I U M. It's okay. a family. Allium. Allium. It's just an umbrella term to for, mean like for the, the onion family. Exactly. It's the onion family. But I, I just I'm not sure if all our listeners will know Absolutely. what that is. Absolutely, and. People the allium also, makes you cry. People also throw you throw out the term anti-cancer. It's the same idea. As what, what's anti, the word? Anti, anti-cancer. No, 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 but no, no. They use a word anti-carcinogenic. It's, oh. it's carcinogenic. Oh, carcinogenic. Right. That means it's something that's toxic and and can cause cancer. Right. 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 So so could inflammation. Inflammation is tied to diabetes, cancer, heart disease, ADHD, everything. So use cumin and curry and, exactly. and allspice. And turmeric is one of the ones that's always cited in the studies. For turmeric? Yes. Really? And that's actually pretty hard, challenging for me to incorporate in the recipes as a taste. It makes a pretty color. It, right. But it's, it's a little more challenging for me if you're not used to that flavor. Can we just talk about spices for a minute? Um, you should not keep your spices in a warm place right. because it starts cooking out. Uh, once they get warm, um, all the natural oils are being released and they are not, they lose their freshness Absolutely. and their health benefits. So I don't want to say, you know, buying you spices every six months, but really if you're not using them, buy smaller jars or store them maybe in the basement uh, store in, in a cool, dark place. Right. But spices really a year tops, right. you know, Pesach you can reuse your spices because you're storing them away again and 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 I think that's okay right. but but keep your spices fresh all the time like after a year toss them and buying you one even I'm I'm bad at that I should mm-hmm. you know it's be actually more on top of it, be yeah. more on top of it you know just keep it you know don't keep your spices and then put in a, in a cupboard and then the Shabbos urn goes underneath it and makes the whole drawer the whole cabinet warm right you're it's, totally right it's not it's not good so if I can share that with my listeners you know I'd try to give out some tips oh my gosh the hour is almost up it's oh, wow. great I know it goes so fast just tr- try to do that I just want to do our quick what's for dinner segment okay sure it's brought to you by our friends at Gourmet Glad Emporium out in Cedarhurst uh, with a shout out by uh, Beth Warren's new book. I'm just going to do one of her recipes because I, being an heir of Shabbos, I thought this would be a perfect recipe yeah. to do. It's one cup of dried chickpeas, 10 russet potatoes, two to four whole eggs, whole eggs. Remember, it's Sephardic. One pound of your choice of meat. Uh, you can use kichel, flanken, any kind of red meat that you like. A teaspoon of paprika, a teaspoon of allspice, a teaspoon of cumin, uh, and extra virgin olive oil. And if you like pepper, you can uh, throw that in as well. And then you just put it in to soak overnight. Mm-hmm. Water, we put about, uh, let me just see how much water it says to put in. Water to the top of the vegetable line. Right. 
and then just put it on low and cover it up and seal it up. I've got one of these new crock pots myself with a with that clamps down the lid mm-hmm. so I don't feel like the steam evaporates so much and it's keeping everything really nice and hot and even temperature until the next day. Right. And if on, the only added thing to that would be the chickpeas have to soak. The dry chickpeas. Oh, what's it? Did I leave that out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I have it in the explanation. Okay. But, so, um, but the, you're going to have to pick up this amazing mm-hmm. book. <laughs> Yes, it's fantastic. And then you could just be experiment with that as you get more comfortable. Like I said, my, my, uh, our Tati, she, um, makes rice in it. She'll put it in a cooking bag and she'll stick it in there. And then she has her rice. She just takes it back out because how that's supposed to be served is separated. I love that. I love that. Wait. So you can make a, uh, what kind of like one of those bodic bags? Yes. Put it a cup of rice in, just plain rice. Put yep. it in the side. Yep. And no then you spices. take the bag out. <gasps> I guess all brown. Oh, my God. I'm going to do that. I know. I'm so going to do that. That is such a yeah. brilliant idea. Right. I've been doing a lot of overnighting stuff. I started even do, You could do a That's brisket great. with a bag of rice. Yes. You in, just in the crock pot. In uh-huh. As long as there's liquid and the flavor, it'll all absorb. It's amazing. Oh, nice. Yes. So, overall, if you had a one-minute summary of the book mm-hmm. in terms of the actual food philosophy. What right. are you saying? You know, don't eat this, don't eat that. What, what, well, I'm not what, a don't person. Okay. I, See, find, I, I, I caught that about you. I can but. find the place for everything. But what I would just encourage people to do is to eat less processed foods most often. Your I encourage f- them to eat more whole foods, fresh foods, cooked foods as, as often as possible. And I also teach you that you should really eat every three hours. We should... Um, Combine foods like protein and fiber. Fiber could be fruit, whole grains, vegetables. It doesn't always have to be bread. And eat about every three hours so we keep our hunger at bay. Um, we also have to drink adequate amounts of water, exercise, um, sleep six to eight hours a day. <laughs> and when did just, we have eight hours, six hours straight right. sleep? Well, and just to overall right. real, realize that living a healthy real life with real food isn't only about the food. It's about how we're eating, when we're eating, what we're eating, why we're eating. All these questions need to be answered before you could feel like you're living a healthy life. Okay. I love that. I love this food philosophy. I, I, I like to think I try to live by that kind of mm-hmm. um, philosophy myself, you know, live a little bit. I eat my donuts and my fried fish and whatever try to get in some exercise, mm-hmm. really like cutting out the processed food. I feel like that's magic words these days. Is well, yeah. Process, processed white sugar, white also, flowers. They're also created to make us eat more of them. They have sugar, salt, and they are designed for once you pop, you can't stop. That's their Once mantra. you pop, you can't stop. Yes. Oh, I like that. Well, it's Pringles and they... <laughs> oh, they, really? Yes. Oh. I heard that's a terrible. Thing. I know they really they they that's their theme line, but that's what they all are designed to make us do. So if we eat more whole foods and they're more natural flavors, we'll start to appreciate that. It's not that I'm ever looking for people not to love their food. It's that suddenly salad will taste good because you're used to eating more clean and clean eats. Yes, and you'll feel more in control of your food. It's not controlling you. I I, I like that. I, you you control the food, not yeah. the food control you. I know when I used to eat a slice of, slice of pizza for lunch on a Sunday. I'd be like two hours later, I'd be starving right. again because it fills you up and then brings you right, right down again. Because there was no fiber, you were missing your vegetables. Like there's always it's, a reason. It's a quick and cheap and easy fix. And now instead of going out for pizza on a Sunday, I buy corn uh, tortillas, um, right. so it's not white flour. Right. And we'll make um, paninis with a little bit of cheese. We'll make our own a little bit of our own tomato sauce mm-hmm. and make a panini out of that and we found that much more filling there absolutely and it doesn't take that long no it was great it was really quick you know everyone had to wait their turn but it was okay. good exactly. custom paninis for sunday lunch. i know that's fine another that's one nice, for dinner that's a nice, for lunch segment right right no that's a nice family tradition to to get used to instead of pizza sundays do panini, yeah, panini sundays. sundays and make your own yes 
Thank you very much for coming in today. I am so excited for my Shabbos reading because now it totally is a Shabbos read because it has so many anecdotes of the Torah. I know it's it's fantastic. Um, Amazon. Where yes. we buying this? Amazon? Yes. Amazon has it uh, for sale. Also, you could just go to my website, bethwarrennutrition.com. And if you want a private consultation. Yes. So you could find all the information there. You could find the link to my book. You could find my, our Instagram. Twitter is at Beth underscore Warren. Twitter, Beth Warren RD. We're all over social media, but bethwarrennutrition.com will have all your information. Thank you for coming in. Have a good Shabbos. Oh, we'll thank stick you. around and we'll talk for a minute thank or two you. after the show. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, also heard on Arutshev English Radio. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. Stay listening. We've got music by Kerem right up until Lich Benching. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.